Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Had a meeting the other day. And I was asked a great question, which I thought is a perfect way to kind of kick off today's show. And the question was, what is the hardest thing about doing the podcast? And the person's, you know, asked, is it the topics, fine, coming up with the topics? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Even at almost 300 episodes, I have hundreds and hundreds more to do. And the question then was, is it getting guests? Nope, that's not a problem either, but I have so many people reach out, PR people especially, with guests, and guests that would actually help expand my audience because they have big followings themselves, but they're not the right guests. They're guests that push things that I don't believe in, that I know are inaccurate, and I'm not going to bring those guests to you, even if it would expand my audience. That's not how I'm going to get it. That's not how I'm going to do it. That's never how I have done it, and I'm not going to start now. So the toughest thing, my answer to him was bringing you the best information, breaking through all the hype and the shiny objects and all of the social media craziness that is involved in the fitness industry. It is really hard to preach excessive moderation, as I have said over and over again. And when I pitched that title for a book, I told you that the publishers and, you know, I have to say people who uh, maybe aren't old enough to quite understand just said that is the worst title ever. I get it. I understand it. But that's the hardest thing is bringing you the science and bringing you the common sense, because those two things are just not in the industry. There are very few people who actually bring you the science and bring you the common sense and have done it for decades. It just doesn't exist. It's a tough business. It's a tough business to preach the truth because it takes time. It's not hard. It takes time. And you have to follow the right plan, as I say over and over again. But it gets easier and easier and easier. Trust me. You have to trust me. That's how I start my most recent book, The Micro Workout Plan. I say, listen, if you don't believe that you can make incredible change, you can actually stop reading this book right now. Don't buy it if you're flipping through. It's not something you normally would say. But you have to have that belief, and then you have to give it time, 
and you have to follow the science. And I guarantee you, you will see results. Guarantee it. If you raise your heart rate, if you lift heavier things, if you eat healthier foods over time, you will see massive change over time. Not right away, but you can't not. Because it's very simple. If you actually study exercise science, the overload principle, and the fact that our bodies adapt to any stressor we impose upon it, good or bad, good and bad, there will be change. So, (laughs) and it's one way of getting to listener mailbag number eight. So when it comes down to topics, there's so many I have ready to go, and then I love doing these shows where you often hit those topics in your questions as well. And many of these questions, as you will see, I will break out into entire shows. But this is a quick answer of the questions that you reach out to me. And by the way, if you're a new listener, uh, you can reach out through Tom H. Fit. A lot of people send me a message through Instagram. You can go to fitnessdisrupted.com, email me through the site. Any way you can get to me, I am taking these questions down and I answer every single one because they're all great. I have the greatest, you are the greatest audience in the world. You really are. If you stuck with me, you get it. You get it. You can go to the shinier objects. You can waste your time and your money or you can settle down and say, okay, I want to be healthy for a lifetime. I want to do what works. Finally, I want to follow a plan that doesn't end in two weeks and isn't deprivation, but helps you figure out the cardio, the strength, and the food that you enjoy based on science, not based on any garbage, quick fix, quick diet, bad science, BS. Okay, enough. Let's get right to it. Quick break. When we come back, I got... Nine and one has two questions within it, so let's call it ten. Ten of your questions, and it hits on just about everything. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berber which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
All right, we are back. Listener mailbag number eight, eighth show based on your questions. I love it. I love hearing from you. So please do not hesitate to reach out. Tom H. Fit, Instagram and Twitter, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can email me through the site as well. All right, so let's get right to it. First question. Question on building bigger muscles, in parentheses, building bulk, I guess, although not massive bulk, close qu- or close parentheses. I have been getting to the gym four days per week, at least an hour each time, maximum of 1.5 hours. I do full body workout each time. I read that that is best for less frequent visits to the gym. I was recently told not enough rest time between gym visits and working the same muscle group is actually counterproductive. Is there any truth to this? This week, I'm going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, because I'm too busy on Friday. Will I do damage by doing full body three days in a row? Such a great question. And there's a couple questions or points within there in that question that I'm just going to pull out. Okay, so first of all, building bulk, I guess, although not massive bulk. Don't worry about that. And I like that you, you know, are specific because that's super helpful. And the more specific, by the way, you can be in the questions, the better. But massive bulk is really hard to do and oftentimes requires pharmaceutical intervention. Okay? So don't worry about it. You lift weights, you lift heavy things, you are going to get the best body for your body. Okay? And second point, hour each time, maximum of 1.5 hours. That's a long time. That's a long time. Not quite sure what they're doing. This person, if they're doing cardio as well, but that's a long time. So you can go for 90 minutes. You don't have to, is my point. But many people enjoy it. And, you know, there's social time in there. My point is just don't think you have to be there that long, even if you do a full body routine. Uh, I was told not enough rest time between gym visits and working the same muscle group is actually counterproductive. Uh, Kind of the same point. Your body needs, this is a great exercise phys 101 point, your body needs 24 hours. A muscle group needs 24 hours rest. So that is true. We call it non-consecutive days. So ideally you are working on non-consecutive days. So that is true. That is true. The last question in this question is, will I do damage? No, you're not going to do damage. You're not going to do damage. And you're still going to see results. But over time, if you work out hard, if you're always doing consecutive days body parts, that can be a problem. And just burnout, you're not going to do damage per se, okay? And I always think of construction workers and people like that who are doing heavy physical labor. They don't have the option, right, to not, you know, work out and exercise and be physical every day. So I always go to that. This is, this is, again, looking at the science, looking at the real world application. But because we can control it and because you want to build muscle and because you can do what's best for you, yes. So let's go to your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. So I would, if I'm doing that split, those four days, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, full body. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, full body. That way you're giving the rest in between. Tuesday, I would do something totally different. And for me, if I was doing it like that, that would be a cardio day. And maybe a core day, because you can hit your core a little more frequently than all the other muscle groups. So if you're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, yes, full body. Tuesday, mix it up. And that is going to do several things that are beneficial for you. It's going to give you that rest you need to ideally build the muscle the way you want and rest it up. And it's going to give you variation. It's going to burn some calories. Work on your weakness on that Tuesday, maybe. You know, do something fun, totally different, because anything different will bring about results. As I was was saying at the start of the show, your body is a very smart machine. So you are not doing a disservice to your body by mixing it up on that Tuesday. And three days a week of full body is awesome. That's enough for the vast majority of people. And you even said you don't want to build massive bulk. You're not a bodybuilder. I would give you totally different recommendation if you were competing Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, full body. Tuesday, 
totally unrelated. I mean, if you're at a facility that has a pool, it may be a swim. You go, oh, but totally mix it up. That's where incredible change happens. All right. Awesome question. And I love uh, Too Busy Friday. You need those days off. So no, you're not doing damage. You are slightly minimizing your gains by having those three days back to back. So leave that Tuesday as a variation day. And whenever you have it where it comes out that you're working out three consecutive days, do your full body on the Monday, do something totally different on Tuesday, and full body on Wednesday. Okay, got the point across. All right, great question. Hey, Tom, question number two. Hey, Tom, love the podcast. I hear you say the accuracy of the calories burned on various machines is way off. Could you recommend a good way to keep track? Is there a device or anything that is better? The short answer is no. (laughs) That's the problem. That's the problem, you know, is they don't have the formulas figured out. There is so much variation. Where you are tracking makes a difference. You know, wrist-based heart rate is really inaccurate right now. I mean, if you look at the studies, they're even saying, you know, different – Darkness of skin makes a difference in accuracy. So placement, if you're wearing, as many people do, the wrist-based heart rate, you know, Fitbit, something like that, even the more advanced GPS watches, the Apple Watch, things like that. My experience has been, especially at the higher heart rates, which is exercise, it gets less and less accurate. And that goes for heart rate, it goes for calories burned, it goes for everything. And so I know it's frustrating, Google, that's ridiculous. Why are they giving us those numbers? Well, their approximations. And this also holds true with the machines. These are formulas that they extrapolate out. It's actually a documentary I'm working on because it is so important on how they figure these things out. I think you guys will be surprised that they are just these basic formulas and they overestimate in the vast majority of cases. They're not underestimating. So, My formula, and this, I know you go, this is nuts, Tom. How can you recommend that? Is just cut it in half. If weight loss is your goal, let's use common sense. Weight loss is your goal. And we overestimate how much we exercise. We underestimate how much we eat. If you do a workout and it says you burn 900 calories in 50 minutes, which is really, really most likely not happening. You cut that down to 450, that's, that's probably really close to accurate. And then if you are counting calories, you're going to see your weight loss that much more quickly because you are doing it that way. Because it is a calorie in, calorie out expenditure formula. And I know you go, that's frustrating. I get it. And I want you to Listen to the shows I do about how, yes, weight loss is important. Yes, we want to burn calories, but the benefits of exercise are so much more than just that number. And when you do that hour of exercise and it says 900, you cut it back to 450, you are still going to feel good about yourself. You're probably going to make those better food choices. It will add up. You will see results. It's about consistency. But you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not getting the right number and getting that high number and thinking you can go out and reward eat. That's the common problem with people who do things like train for a marathon. They go, wait a minute, I'm running like crazy. I'm burning calories, but I'm gaining weight or I'm not losing what I thought. Well, quite often you're looking at that number on your watch or your treadmill or your elliptical, whatever you're using, and it's high. And then you're going out and saying, okay, I can afford to have this frappuccino when you can't. Well, you can. (laughs) You just need to know that those calories are what they are. 80-20, people. All right? So, not yet. There's no machine, you know, device that I know. So, the only way is to use that common sense and to to cut it back. And I I recommend half. I recommend half. I know it's tough to hear. (laughs) But just just, just be happy that you did the exercise itself. And just keep making those good food choices and you will see results. Be proud of that workout is my point. Number three, hey, Tom, I love this one. I saw on a fitness influencer story and would love to hear your take on this. Cardio breaks down muscle tissue. I follow this person on Instagram, skeptical, self-proclaimed fitness experts. Yeah. 
I cannot stress enough that when you are following people who are genetically who they are because of genetics, not because of the workouts, they don't have the body type because of anything they did other than have the correct parents. Most of them, many of them, you know, if you're following someone who lost 200 pounds or you've seen the before and after picture, that's totally different. But if you're following someone who has always looked that way, what, 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 what are you doing? Those workouts, that food plan, nothing that they are preaching got them to where they are. All right. So let me read this. I have the screenshot and the Instagram person, it says, I want to know why limit cardio. And their response was cardio is a tool that can be manipulated based on your goals. That's true. Uh, so if your goal is to maximize muscle growth, limiting cardio can be very beneficial as cardio is catabolic. And in parentheses, they clarify that by saying it breaks down muscle tissue. Totally true, but totally not relevant at all. You know, I did the natural bodybuilding for years. If you study uh, exercise science again, sports nutrition, your body, the preferred energy source is carbohydrates first and foremost. First and foremost. Then it's fat, which is really hard. Try following a keto diet. Many of you do. It's brutal if you're actually doing it right, which most people aren't because it's brutal. Protein, which amino acids make up proteins, which your muscle tissue is made of, is the body's last resort. So the amount of cardio you would have to do to make it catabolic, none of you have to worry about. None. And I watched bodybuilders back when I was doing it. You know, they walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Okay. You could walk on that treadmill for three hours and you're not tapping into your body's protein stores. You're not catabolizing muscle. This is an excuse used by many, especially in the bodybuilding world, to not do cardio. And by the way, if you're a 270-pound professional bodybuilder, your body is not really going to enjoy running. <laughs> so, or, or anything, uh, when you're carrying around that much bulk. So, our hearts are really important muscles. I will say this over and over and over again. Heart disease, heart issues, number one, cause of death, and all of the other benefits, cognitive and physical, that come from cardiovascular activity, we need to do and get those benefits. So limiting cardio because you're worried about uh, catabolic uh, muscle breakdown? Nope. Nope. I am living proof of that. And yes, I'm N equals one. One experiment. When I diet down, you know, for a race, it is really hard. I stop doing the upper body exercise, all that stuff. It is really hard to burn muscle. Trust me. You go, wait a minute. I look at those marathoners and stuff. Yeah, they're not lifting weights the way you are. Again, self-selection. Enough said. It's a myth. It's an excuse. And it, and it violates basic sports nutrition, exercise science, and what your body utilizes as fuel, it's not your muscles. Trust me. All right. Love these questions. So good. Uh, hey, Tom, I've been a listener from day one of your podcast and love it. I have a question. I routinely eat eggs but don't like yolks. I eat one to two yolks of three to four eggs. I have felt like this is a good balance. Recently, I saw a post uh, I don't have to name the person that made me wonder if I am missing out on benefits by skipping some of the yolks. The post included a link to a study on the strength benefit of whole eggs versus egg whites only over 12 weeks. I read the abstract only. That was all I could read without paying. I'm not sure if the effect of the egg yolks is dose dependent, what the optimum dose would be, or if this is an isolated study, which has not been replicated. I would love to know your thoughts. You guys are the smartest out there. I love this question. So smart. And you know what? Let's take one final break. When we come back, I'm going to answer, do you need to eat all the yolks? Do you need some of the yolks? What is it all about? All right. Quick break. Quick final break. We'll be right back.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. This is listener mailbag number eight. Just the greatest questions on all topics, pretty much every single show, which I love. And this, you guys set up before the break, but just the smartest out there. So the question is, this is, this has been, uh, you know, yolks are good. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Yolks are good. Yolks are bad. Blah, blah, blah. On and on and on. I don't want to get into the strict science behind this, but you are doing it perfectly. In my opinion, my experience, this is exactly how I do it. I don't do it because I, I actually like the yolks. I actually like the yolks, but I tend to eat when I'm building muscle, a lot of eggs. And the research shows, there's a lot of research that shows that we don't have to worry about the yolks and the cholesterol elevating our blood cholesterol. That's what a lot of the research shows. Not all of it, though. So this is where common sense is, is the greatest example of science and common sense. So, yes, there is benefit to the yolks. There are things in the yolks that are healthy. And if there's one topic for Fitness Disrupted that takes the science and the common sense and puts it together in the most perfect way, this is the, the topic. So there are benefits in yolks. There are some studies that say maybe, you know, too many eggs and too many yolks could be an issue. So I do exactly what this person does. Because I eat so many eggs, and I want the benefits of the yolks, but maybe not too many because I'm eating so many eggs. I don't want too many yolks. If I'm, do, if I'm having, as this person is, four eggs, sometimes six, I will have one to three yolks. I actually like them. I like them more than just the egg whites. But if there is a possibility that too many of them might be an issue, which actually, I'm I, I, more on the side of the yolks are fine from the research I have seen, but I don't need to risk it. I am getting the benefits, as is this person. So the short answer with the dose-dependent, I have yet to see any study on that. Um, but I will keep looking because it's such a great question. So in other words, you know, how many yolks is enough or good? They can't even, you know, tell us 
from the studies I've seen, you know, if they're good or bad, they try to, but it's, you see both sides. So there is benefit to the yolks. I am doing many eggs as this person is. If there's a small possibility that too many could be an issue, I don't need too many right now. I need some. That's how you look at these topics, people. You look at the science, you look at the cost benefit, and you go, how can I be smart about this? I'm going to eat lots of eggs. I'm going to eat some yolks. Because we are not missing out, listener with this great question, by getting every yolk of every egg we are eating. That's my opinion. That's my take based on the science. And I love that question. So a bunch of eggs, handful of yolks. That's where I am now. Um, and I will let you know if that changes. All right. Number five. Oh, it's like running a race. Uh, I've been listening to Fitness Disrupted for the last months and really enjoying the podcast. I walk four times a week outside and go to the gym two to three days a week and do treadmill and leg stretches and strengthening at the gym. I wanted to start doing some weights, but I'm not sure how to begin. Could you help me start this? 47 years old. They give their height. Such a great question and such a tough one to answer in this format, but I wanted to do so anyway because I answer them all. First of all, I love that you are walking four times a week. Awesome. Outside. Cardio. Really important. Going to the gym two to three days a week. Perfect. Perfect amount of time. In my opinion, for most people, four days of cardio, two to three days of strength. Awesome. So how do you start? <laughs> that horrible first answer, slowly, gradually. And start simply. So you're going to do body weight and maybe light dumbbells to start or machines. So it depends, right? But you're going to start slowly. You're going to do basic exercises, you know, chest press, shoulder press, bicep curls, tricep kickbacks, squats, lunges, slowly. Even some push-ups on your knees, maybe, depending on how strong you are. Maybe you can start off. But it's keeping it simple, slowly building up total body strength, and it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a lot, and you don't have to go to the gym to do it, although it sounds like you enjoy that. You're outside four days a week walking. Awesome. You're going to the gym to do your strength and, and stretching and things like that. That is awesome, too. I'm going to do what I rarely do. I mean, I talk about it at the end of the show, but yes, my micro-workout plan book is a great place for this person to start. You know, occasionally I do have to pitch my products because uh, I have to, or, or they, they don't get sold. And I believe in them and they work. I shouldn't actually apologize for them. It's a, it's a great book, if I do say so myself, and I do. So the micro-workout plan. It's all the basic stuff. It's all the stuff that works. Short workouts that you can stack if you want to, uh, equipment you can do at home, or, you know, workouts you can do at home with just limited equipment, dumbbells essentially. And so that's it. You want to do full body workouts. Uh, if you have a trainer at the gym that you really trust and has experience, that is a great place to start. So you want, ideally, to follow a plan, a program that is safe and effective and gradual and just does the total body. Love that question. And this leads perfectly into the next one. I am 76 and in the last three years have had two back fusion surgeries, which are fully healed. Glad to hear that. And in the last seven months have had both knees replaced. So lots going on. I'm an avid golfer and have a goal of shooting my age at 78. Love that goal. How cool is that? I plan to use your book, Micro Workout Plan, to help me accomplish this. I have two questions. From what I read, running might not be good for my knee replacements. I just have to stop there. 76 years old and wants to run. I, I just love it. Uh, I'll get back to it. I've had... I have both stationary bike and an elliptical. Would these be good substitutes for running? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the fact that you want to run at 76. And if we were working one-on-one -on -one and that was a huge goal of yours, probably could get you there, even given what you have. I've, I've done much more with much worse back when I was a trainer, but you don't have to. Absolutely not. At 76, uh, the stationary bike and the elliptical are awesome. It's cardio. It's going to raise your heart rate. It's going to strengthen your heart. And it's going to be easier on those knees. I mean, you have had both knees and some back issues. Back fusion surgeries. 
I love that you want to, but you don't have to. And it, it probably at 76, not, it's not necessary. Again, if you said this is a lifelong dream for me to, you know, do something running wise, then, then we talk and we'd figure it out. We'd sit down and, but no, for basic health to achieve that goal that you put out there of the 78 at 78, which I love that stationary bike and elliptical are awesome, awesome cardio choices. Uh, second, uh, question. Well, let me continue on here. My last knee replacement was five months ago and is healing well. Should I consider doing squats and lunges at this time? I have knee flex of 118 to 120 degrees in each knee. That's a little harder answer because I want everyone to be able to do that to strengthen their leg muscles, the muscles around your hips and your knees, because the weaker they get, the more issues we have. And we are squatting and lunging all day long. But you have to be really careful and really progressive. So the short answer is maybe, (laughs) but you want to do it so gradually. So I've said this many times when I would have a client like this back in the day, the squatting would be an inch or two, depending on their level of comfort and strength. But slowly over time, we would get down to bodyweight squats. And I generally stop at 90 degrees for that. And that may take a while to get there. And we start with stationary lunge, one leg forward, one leg back, not forward lunge, not back lunge, no movement, up and down. So I want you to follow your doctor's orders. Uh, I want you to, you know, uh, start slowly if you do and listen to your body. But we are squatting and lunging all day long. You can't say that enough times. So we want to build that strength slowly. So that may be having a chair behind you. Squatting down one inch, coming back up, doing two to three sets of 10 repetitions, non-consecutive days, and then monitoring. How do your knees feel? How does your body feel? But building that strength slowly. So, yes, elliptical and bike, awesome. Cardio choices for you. Don't have to run. Squatting and lunging. You know, start slowly. Build up strength over time, monitor your body, listen to your body, and listen to your doctor. Um, Although I have to say that many doctors out there will tell you to never squat or lunge, and that to me is insanity. All right, and I want to hear when you hit that 78. What a great goal, and thank you so much for that great question. And congrats on just being that active and having those goals. You sound like former clients of mine. Number seven, I was listening to the Three Best Abs Workout podcast. When I do the bicycle crunches or really any ab exercise laying down, my lower back hurts, not ache, hurt. I check my posture, but still begins to be painful after about 15 reps. Do I continue? If not, how do I get the same ab workout? Love this question. So yes, I did a podcast on the three best ab exercises based on one study. Great study. But here's the thing. And that's why I even hesitate to do those podcasts because the best is problematic in that you don't have to do those three. So let me get right to the specifics. And I love that you said, doesn't ache, but hurt. We don't do hurt. We don't do pain. And I love that you can differentiate because that's one of the hardest things as a coach and a trainer to do with a client is get inside their head and their body and figure out, is it, is it muscular soreness? Is it actual pain? And you always err on the side of caution. So, You do not have to do those three. There are so many options. I'm just going to give you the science and the, 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 you know, options. But if you were my client one-on-one, we go, we don't need to do those. There are 10,000 other ab exercises to do, including standing. So you don't even have to go down on the ground. If you Google Tom Holland's standing workout, abs workout, I have several that exist for certain company that I work with. And I've done a bunch of videos and I will have those on my virtual gym shortly as well, along with the videos that are there already. So you do not have to get down on the floor. You can do standing abdominal exercises. And then you can do all the other ones that don't hurt. And if going down on the floor is the single, you know, uh, factor, then you don't go down on the floor until you can. And you may, over time, by doing the ab exercises standing, this is my guess, 
you get strong standing. And then if and when you want to, you go down and you start gradually with those different exercises and build up. Let me say this, though. Still begins to be painful after about 15 reps. Here's where I'm going to deviate a tiny bit. And again, this is tough to do just from written questions. But what if you stopped at 10? What if you stopped at 10? I want you to try that. So if there's no pain, 15 may be too many. So see if you can do it without pain at 10 repetitions. And that's where you would stay for a while to build up that strength. This is the progression I'm talking about. And let me just leave with this, with this question. Whenever you lie on your back and lift your legs up, your back is at a disadvantage. And the farther your feet are from the axis of rotation, so those leg lifts, six inches, stuff like that, I've told you many times how I'm not a fan of those because of the incredible stress it puts on your lower back. And that's why bicycle crunches are a little, not perfect, but a little easier on your lower back is because your knees and your feet are closer to your body than full extension. But that doesn't mean it doesn't tax your back as well. And that's probably what this person is experiencing. So there you go. Start with standing abdominal exercises. There are many. Build up strength. Try if you want. But again, I want you to err on the side of caution. Doing 10 repetitions. See if you can get through those without pain. But we don't do pain. Too many options. So even though I do these shows on the best, the best exercise is the one you do frequently, pain-free. So you don't have to do those to see results and to see the same results. Okay? We don't do pain, though. Love it. Thank you so much. Awesome question. All right. What do we got? Two more. Uh, Hi, Tom. Been finding myself binging your podcast lately, and I've really been enjoying it. Thank you so much. I've been struggling to exercise lately, even though fitness has been a huge part of my life. As a huge exercise science nerd, your podcast has been helping me stay interested and motivated. Again, thank you so much. High praise. Uh, I am currently having an extremely high-risk pregnancy. I'm about 20 weeks along. Congratulations. And my doctor has encouraged exercise, but with some restrictions. I can still exercise at a moderate high intensity, but I need to avoid anything high impact and anything that puts a lot of stress on my pelvic floor. So squats are a no-go. As a runner and lover of lower body and core exercises, I've been having a really hard time adapting. I've been starting to get into indoor cycling, which I've never done before, but I'm looking for options to mix it up. I would absolutely love if you could do a podcast on pregnancy, safe exercises, any advice would really be appreciated. Thanks in advance. Okay. So this is an example, as I said at the beginning of a show that I will do, or a topic that I will do a whole show about, but I wanted to answer it as quickly as possible as well, uh, because there's so many of you in that same position. This is a psychological thing for so many people, including this person, I would argue. And that's been a huge part of my studies over the year and continue to be. Exercise science and sports psychology was my master's, and I'm currently in a human behavior program at Harvard. This person is, a, is an avid exerciser, and it's, I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> having to give birth and, and you know, uh, have those limitations on what I love to do. And so I know, and I've had these clients in the past, where it's physical and psychological. So let me just say this. We want to do what's best for your baby and for your pregnancy. And when your doctor says there are restrictions, then we listen to the doctor. And they're not saying you can't do. I love that they're saying moderate high intensity. So you're going to avoid the high impact. You're going to avoid the squats. But when you do the indoor cycling and things like that, here's here's the Pollyanna spin that I put on everything because it's true. When you mix up your exercises, I've said so many times, when you challenge your body in a different way, you're going to not only continue to see the results and maintain your fitness, you're going to come out of it most often fitter because you are mixing it up, because you're forced to mix it up. So yeah, running's great. Squats are great. But being forced to change your routine, whether it's injury or pregnancy or whatever it is, you got to look at that as a positive. Now, I get it. You're like, wait, I have my routine I love. Of course, I understand that. I'm the same way. But we want the baby to be as healthy as possible. Understand it's psychologically challenging, but you are not losing fitness. You are going to gain fitness by mixing it up, doing different things. That indoor cycling, if you've never done before, you're going to be sore. You're going to burn calories because you're not as efficient 
And the better you get at it, the fewer calories, you know, you will burn over time, but that's not a concern right now. So I will do a whole separate show on this with an expert that I have in mind for this pregnancy and exercise. And research is really strong that exercise during pregnancy, so many benefits, easier pregnancy, intelligence of the baby, potentially so many positive benefits, but you want to be safe. You want to be safe. And that's challenging for women who have been really, really, you know, into their fitness. Challenging. I can only imagine. So do that stationary bike. Stay away from squats. Do what your doctor says. Do a bunch of different exercises that are safe. And I will do a separate show on that. And congratulations. Awesome. All right. I think this is the final question. Final question. Uh, Hey, Tom, quick question. I'm doing a PPL type workout. And on my pull days, I'm doing four sets of 10 to 12 bicep curls followed by four sets of 10 to 12 hammer curls. It seems that I'm just working out the same muscle group back to back. Is this optimal or should I spend that time hitting a different muscle group? Again, need a little bit more information here. Like, are they a bodybuilder? What is the goal? But I think I can still answer this pretty well. Uh, based on the information I have, PPL, I'm going to assume it's push and pull, <laughs> the L. Yeah, because he says on my pull days, bicep curls, but doesn't matter. So that's eight sets of bicep curls. Now, the big difference for those of you who are wondering, and most people don't really know, when you do a regular bicep curl, you're primarily using your biceps. When you do a hammer curl, you are now involving your forearms. And I see many people, even doing a bicep curl, they make it kind of half hammer, half bicep curl. I rarely do hammer curls. Actually, let me, let me, I have not done hammer curls in a really, really, really long time. Now, I don't have any forearm issues. I don't need that. I'm just, I'm maximizing my time. And when I'm trying to hit my biceps, I hit my biceps. That's not to say back in the day, bodybuilding, things like that, I would throw in hammer curls. And that's going to help forearms. And those of you who are playing sports, racket sports, things like that, you may want to strengthen those forearms as well. Uh, The short answer for this is, though, to maximize your time, you do not need to do those hammer curls. I would just say if you're doing biceps and that is your primary focus, you might do three sets of barbell curls, three sets of dumbbell curls but just focusing on the biceps. And if your question is doing them back to back, does that make a difference? Not really. You're going to fatigue it. You know, you're really going to be fatigued with eight sets. So those last couple sets, you're obviously not going to be able to lift as much. But when you strengthen and put stress on a muscle, it's going to change. Believe you with this. Psychologically, the thought of doing eight exercises like that or eight sets back to back, that's really hard for me. I even talk about, like, I generally do two sets of an exercise now. I'm in a maintenance phase, but when you use the right weight with the right form, you can do fewer sets and still see the benefits. So a lot of this is psychological. A lot of this is is maximizing your time. Um, But personally, I would do, uh, the way I do it now, for the most part, is two sets of bicep curls, two sets of tricep kickbacks on a you know, typical arm day. And I get so bored that I don't even want to do those two sets of bicep curls back to back. So I will do one set of bicep curls, one set of tricep kickbacks, another set of bicep curls, another set of tricep kickbacks. So the goal is to get those exercises in. Don't overthink it, uh, but maximize your time. Eight sets of biceps, that's a lot. But if you're working out for an hour and you're splitting up your your routine, maybe upper body, lower body, um, you could do that. You could do that. I would, though, let me just read that final question. Is this optimal or should I spend that time hitting a different muscle group? I personally would hit a different muscle group. If you do four really good sets of bicep curls, unless you really want to strengthen your forearms, you don't have to do four more sets of hammer curls. Awesome questions, people. (laughs) Awesome questions. I'm tired. My brain, I don't know why, but these listener mailbag shows, uh, you know, they get me a little more mentally. And, and by the way, this is when you learn that your brain runs on glucose, just like your body, fueling your body and your brain. I talk about with eating, 
and I'm a little under fuel today. <laughs> and I could feel it. So listen to your body. Study uh, what works for you or learn what works for you with your food. And front load your day, as I say, with uh, healthy breakfast and things like that. Okay, enough. Thank you to all who reached out with these great questions and please continue to do so. And as I said at the beginning of the show, Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Twitter, reach out that way. Go right to fitnessdisrupted.com and email me through the site as well. Thank you for listening. Can't thank you enough. I have the greatest job in the world, the greatest audience, and I will continue to do this for the next 50 plus years because I want to help you have your best life. And the biggest challenge is giving you the correct information that isn't necessarily what you want to hear, but it's what will get you results. And if someone is always telling you what you want to hear when it comes to health and wellness, it's probably not going to get you the results. But you can do it. You need to give it time. You need to follow this plan. Listen to my podcast. Start to implement things, not all at once. Small changes over time lead to huge results. Please rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Comment if you can. Remember that we control three things, how much we move, what we put into our mouths and our attitudes that will never change. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two caps Capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.